Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to. They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West right tight. That's left. 372 Y sticks. The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. All righty, let's do it. First show of the week. First hour of the show. I'm Matt in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. They are your home team at Farm Bureau Insurance. Local agents, your hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the great state of Mississippi. Used to bug me to death. People would not pronounce the second set of double S's. In fact, I've been known to scream about it in the past. I think the exact quote was, there are two sets of double S's, not one. And it is true. Used to bug me to death. We had a governor that would not pronounce all the S's in Mississippi. I got a lot of problems with you people. Now you're going to hear about it. But now I'm at a I'm a little bit of a quandary, Mister uh, Roger, because my football coach at Mississippi State, Mike Leach, has been known to say Mississippi. Those <laughs> well, natives do that sometimes. Oh, I know everybody does. Where are you from Mississippi? Yeah, it's just sometimes I look for things to yell about, and that was one of them one day. But here I sit, and so I'm going to say it every now and then, try to work it into. I think it's like this. If there's if there's something you really can't stand, that really grinds your gears and rubs you the wrong way, at the heart of it, at the heart of not liking it, there's a fear in there somewhere that you're trying to deal with. You go, well, that don't make sense, Matt. Well, just hang with me for a minute. Here's what I mean by that. I think what it is is I can't stand the way I feel and sound when I say Mississippi. I'm afraid of how that feels and how it sounds when I say it. So I have to overcome it by saying it a lot. So I'm going to start saying Mississippi. And I hold I won't hold it as much against people who do. How about that? Is that weird? What a weird and auspicious start to the show. Didn't plan it. It's just the way it happens. But that's what you get on this radio show. Lots of things can happen that were not planned. Already Mike uh, Leach is uh, making changes. Making changes. Mississippi. <laughs> Come on now. It's Mississippi. Let's say it together. Mississippi. <laughs> All right. You want to be a part of the show? I'd love to hear your voice today on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Your Kubota dealer. The oldest Kubota dealer in the U.S. They've been doing it better longer than anyone else. The number? 995 995- one oh five nine. Did I get it right? Nine nine five one oh five nine. It's a six oh one number. 
The text line, let me put them on the screen for everybody watching at home. On the uh, stream on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Hey to y'all. There are the numbers for you. Text me on that number on the top over there, 885-ESPN. That's the text line. It's free. As far as I know, 885-ESPN. Or if you need the number, it is 885-3776. So hit me up there. And like I said, you can watch on Facebook, comment over there. Hey to everybody. Look at all of them. Matt and Dale and Lynn and Reed, Michael, everybody. Yes, as you probably heard earlier, it is today is Chris Brooks's birthday. So happy birthday, Chris. I was sincere when I put that out there on Twitter earlier. A happy birthday to you. I was just picking on you. I did notice it. I was listening to the last part of your show in here in the studio and I noticed you called everybody dude. Dude, you're a good dude. He calls everybody dude. Thanks, dude. That's his artificial sincerity. <laughs> so I'm really relating to you right now. Well, dude. And, and listen, I'm just going to be honest, Roger. My entire life, I've had, here's another one of these, you know, interpersonal issues that I think I have to work through is most of my life, I'm not going to go so far as to say that I would take offense to this, but it has always bothered me when someone called me some generic name. Like, hey, buddy. Hey, Scooter. Or dude. Or man. Hey, man. (laughs) I'm bad about that. But especially buddy. There's something about somebody calling me buddy that I want to lean in and go, hey, 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 hey. My name's not buddy. (laughs) And it's okay. How about those people who throw the friend on you? Hey, friend. Pal. Look, it's okay if you don't know my name. Really, I don't care who you are and all that. It doesn't bother me if you can't remember my name. And if you don't want to tell me, okay. But if you do want to say, hey, man, I can't remember your name. What? I'll tell you. It didn't even bother me at all. Because I'm bad about remembering names also. Don't Matt, call me buddy. Two T's. You got to pronounce both of them. <laughs> Matt. <laughs> it's, but I'm not buddy. But for Chris, everybody is dude. And... It's, I just noticed it. I wasn't I wasn't saying hey or nay, and I wasn't, or yay or nay, and I wasn't calling it good or bad. I was just an observation. Everybody, oh, no, that, this could be bad. Everybody that calls his show gets a dude. Hey, dude. Thanks, dude. All right. Talk to you tomorrow, dude. Appreciate it, dude. Hey, dude. What's up, dude? <laughs> Maybe he's a big fan. Dude, where's my car? Of the Big Lebowski. A cult classic. The Dude. From now on, Chris Brooks, your nickname is The Dude. <laughs> and it's it's funny in there. It's like we call the big guy tiny because the dude in Lebowski, Chris will never have hair like him. Never. What's his name? Jeff Bridges? Do I have that right? Is that who that is? Yeah. All right. Let's get on with it. Listen, there is uh, plenty to react to in terms of what happened over the weekend. You know, and again, I hope you had a great, uh, if you got the day off, I hope you did, Martin Luther King Day. The kiddies were out of school yesterday, and so we're back on the radio with you today. First chance to talk about it. Uh, Mississippi State men's basketball has turned it on. A couple of average to mediocre teams, but they have beaten the brakes off of them twice in a row now in Starkville including just running Georgia completely out of the gym 
on Saturday, outscored them by 21 points in the second half, 91 to 59, a big old blowout. And then uh, LSU going into Oxford, it was a really good game. Ole Miss gave them a good game, but LSU stayed undefeated in the SEC, 80-76. You had last night's ball game, Mississippi State women going on the road to number one South Carolina. It was one versus nine, a heck of a game. State at one point had a nine-point lead in the fourth quarter, but couldn't hang on to it. Going to get into that some. And, of course, the Chiefs. Where are you, Rob J? I know you're still celebrating here today on Tuesday. I am, too. Our Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. First time in 50 years. First time I'll see it in my lifetime. Hallelujah. It's going to be a lot of fun. But Red and gold till you're dead and cold. Red and gold till I'm dead and cold. But here's the problem, Roger. The 49ers are going to win. The wrong team's favored. Now, that's just a fact. Doesn't mean I'm still not going to enjoy watching the Super Bowl. But the wrong team's favored. 49ers are going to win. Remember, I told you. All right. Even it real. Uh, so we're going to get into all that. I've got some thoughts on it. Plus, there is a very interesting column out today about um, NCAA scandals, putting them in perspective, and using not Ole Miss, not Alabama, not SMU, using LSU as the prime example. I'll tell you what's in that all coming up. First, though, here's Dr. Brojo, a.k.a. the Black Mamba, on the Divinity Equipment phone. What's up? You know what I want to do, dude? What, dude? I want to take Dawn Staley and play one-on-one with her and back her down on the block and throw her an elbow at her high heel wearing self and dunk on her ugly bean. Okay. I am Why? Why? Woman. Why are you sick of Dawn Staley? Why does everybody have she a problem with her? Rubs me. She rubs me the wrong way, man. <laughs> and I know we're not supposed to dislike people, but, you know, and I don't really dislike her in the way that really matters. But here's what I want. Here's what I want, Brojo. Here's what I want. I want specifics. Talk to me. I want specifics. Well, number one, I think she thinks she's better than she is and she berates Okay, but look, 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 I'm just playing. All in the world I'm doing is just for fun on the radio is I'm being devil's advocate. Okay, but you say, let's start with number one. You say she's better than she is. Number one, she's one one of the greatest players of all time, and now she has a national championship program who's ranked number one in the country. Right. And so that how gives can she all be? more fuel to the fire. I think <laughs> she should be married to Tom Brady. That's what I think. <laughs> what a marriage. <laughs> what a marriage. No, man, I'm just kidding. The, 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 the lady dogs, though, they just have not learned to close out those big games on the road. I mean, they're so, so close. And I love what Schaefer's done with the program. I mean, he's got four, three or four five stars on the team. And that dadgum Jordan Danbury. Nobody could stop her until right there at the end last night. Hey, and, and look, she has made a jump from last year to this year. She She's a better oh, yeah. player than she was a year ago, for sure. Well, more is expected out of her. You know, last yeah, year she's right. still kind of feeding the ball. But, you know, anyway, dude, I don't want to take up all your Thanks, shows. dude. By, by the way, <laughs> Macaulay's here with my pizza. Oh, yeah, I saw you. I saw it. Thank you. <laughs> thanks, thanks, dude. Have a great day, dude. I saw your tweet with Spicoli on there. Did he call everybody dude? And uh, what's the name of that movie? Fast Times at Ridgemont High. That's the name. You know that Sounds I have... like something his character would have done. Yeah, dude. dude. Uh, well, you he... know he's not a single dude now. 
Is that right? Tim Tebow. Oh, Tebow's not a single dude anymore. You got married. That's right. You know, South who, Africa. You know who told me that? My uh, wife told me that. It's one of the first things she told me today when I got back from dropping my daughter off at school. She said, "Hey, Tim Tebow got married. He's off hey, the look, market." When you marry Miss Universe, are you Mister Universe? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like you know, the Queen's consort? <laughs> yep. Yep. You know what, though? I can confidently say that she's gorgeous and a wonderful person, I'm sure. She is obviously Miss Universe, but at some point, he'll get sick of her. <laughs> you don't think she's high maintenance, do you? <laughs> and I only say and, that. And she's going to win every argument. You're like, and after all, <laughs> I'm Miss Universe. Yeah, that's right. After all. Yeah. He, at some point, she's going to say to him, hey, don't pretend like I don't have options. And then he's going to say, let's you not pretend that I don't have options. <clears throat> I'm Tim Tebow. Yeah, y'all try to imagine Tim and his wife getting in a fight. There's an interesting article that, you know, based on his alleged uh, celibacy. Yeah. The article's entitled, I was looking forward to three things. And I'm... I can't wait to get into that article. <laughs> I got you. All right. Um, and uh, a few more texts, and then I'm coming to the phone line. Um, we got a text from John Bond that says, I use, hey, Buford. <laughs> <laughs> or pull a Kramer and say, hey, Muchambo. <laughs> Instead of buddy and dude. Do you really do that, John? Because if you do, I want to be around when it, when it happens. <laughs> okay. All right, uh, Virginia's Finest is on the phone. He is What's our, going on, man? How you doing? Man, I'm just right. You're uh, our second look- caller of the week. For, and it, there's no prizes. Oh, okay. No prizes. I just thought I'd let you know that. <laughs> okay, buddy. <laughs> Come on, man. I'm already messing with you. Come on, dude. I, mean, I, had, I, I was debating on doing that, but I, had, I just had to do it to mess with you. <laughs> anyway, anyway, man, just a real quick, quick thing. Um. I heard earlier today, um, I've been in and out of the office and all, did, um, this, is State talking to the, uh, one of the transfer quarterbacks from Stanford? Yes. Have you heard that? Yes. Um, I, I believe it has been reported that there is an official visit for K.J. Costello, the Stanford transfer quarterback. Uh, there's an, a, a visit upcoming for him with Mike Leach at, and Mississippi State. Now, the exact dates, I don't know. Um, it was re- I did see where it was reported, and I had talked to actually somebody on the phone probably as much as, well, today's Tuesday, so going on 10 days ago probably, where I talked to someone on the phone who right. said that was probably going to happen, but they hadn't put the date on the calendar and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a visit. Like They're, they're going to they're gonna have a shot at it because he's going to come in and consider them um, but at this point, I don't know that anybody's counting it as a done deal yet. Well, I, I've seen him play. You know, I've watched him play a, a lot. And, you know, when he was on TV, and, I, and he looked like a a real good quarterback. Yeah, I think he might have gotten injured and got mm. sent back or something. But he he looked like he's a big kid. And looks like a big. He could throw the throw the football around. He can sling it. There's no question about it. Yeah. Highly intelligent, obviously. But yes, got hurt. I think yeah. there were two or. There's been multiple injuries that he dealt through, uh, dealt with, yeah. worked through, including uh, 
At some point, there was a concussion. Another point, he had a thumb injury. Uh, but talking to people behind the scenes, nobody worries that there's any lingering issues or anything like that. And it's just a chance to for him to look at a place to go throw it around in a big-time conference on national television every week during the time yeah. when the entire country is awake as opposed to playing on the West Coast. Exactly. I feel the same way. Well, you know... Anything that can help, you know, um, right. I'm all for it. Yeah, me too, okay, man. Okay, buddy, you have a nice day. <laughs> all right, Good dude. Night. Thanks, dude. <laughs> this is going to happen all day long, isn't it? Oh, yeah, he dropped the buddy on you. Uh, twice. <laughs> twice he did I think, it. I don't think he did it on purpose. Uh, text line real quick. Ghost Texter says, hey, Matt, could you comment on the announcers and officials in last night's Mississippi State-South Carolina women's basketball game? I can't really comment specifically about the officials because I had it muted the whole game, which is, frankly, that's just the way I watch every game. The, the only, um, excuse me, the only games where I don't purposefully, by default, mute the television is when CBS has an NFL game and it's Tony Romo and Jim Nance, and Fox when it's Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. Those are the two broadcast crews that I'll listen to. Um, I don't get to listen to a ton of college football because obviously I work the games on Saturday, so I'm not always around a television. But a lot of other sports and that kind of thing. Uh, I'll watch the Braves crew on their regional broadcast, which is Chip Carey. And that's about it because all the rest are just awful. ESPN from top to bottom. You know, it used to be that they're, with ESPN, their Monday night football crew was the best. They're one of the worst crews in, in, that you can find. And ESPN, as a whole, from top to bottom, has the worst, least prepared, uh, most abrasive, most interruptive broadcast crews of any network. And it's not just one sport. It's multiple across the board. But there is a reason for it. It is because they broadcast so many games. There aren't, you know, 40 different Jim Nances. They don't exist. There's a reason Jim Nance is where he is. And so it's kind of chicken or the egg sort of thing. Which came first? Andy, you're on the Divinity Equipment phone. Hey, Andy, what's up? Hey, buddy dude, man. Listen. <laughs> the trifecta. Uh, one, of those, one of those you speak of is Beth Moen. Yeah, well, and and I'll say, great on you, real quick. Yeah, I muted as soon as I hear. I, I do too, but I would say too that, you know, for me and watching games that she calls, it's no different than watching games that other people call. I just mute them because they're all terrible. But, you right. know, again, if, um, if it's not Romo and Nance, go ahead. All right, so I understand based on what you said already that you're a Chiefs fan. Yes. Um, congratulations. I'm Thank a Seahawks, so I, I know how it is. It takes a while, but <laughs> anyway. Uh, please explain to me, Lucy, what in the world Hill was thinking when he got announced. Yeah, um, so I didn't see it when it happened, but then I saw the thing on Twitter, the video clip. So he ran out on all fours and hiked his leg like he's peeing on the field, yeah, right? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Well, and again. Just like Metcalf and just like. Uh, the kid from Ole Miss. Yeah, it's embarrassing. And again, you know, Andy, it's one of those things like from a Chiefs perspective, this would be a 
it's the same thing with Ole Miss fans when their players did it. It would be a much bigger deal had we lost the game. Or certainly yeah, I agree. or certainly had we lost the game and he did something to aid in losing the game. But you didn't. You won the yeah. game. So for Chief for, for Chiefs fans, got my hand up. For Chiefs fans in that incident pregame, it's a lot like several years ago when Metcalf did it in the egg bowl for Ole Miss fans. Well they won they won the game, so so what? Yeah. You know? At least there's some plausibility there, pretty, you know. Pretty odd. And not I mean, if they were playing a team that was the dogs, I know. maybe I could see it, but as well, far as I know, Titans don't do that. They well, don't hike. And, and exactly, Andy. And let's just say this, okay? I, I'm happy to say this. Tyreek Hill is as electric as anyone in the NFL, as anyone in sports, really, in terms of his speed and what he can do with the ball. But let's make no mistake. He is not a shining example of making good, smart decisions. Gotcha. Not in the least. Andy, thanks for the call, buddy. Appreciate you. Thank you. See ya. See you, dude. On the text line, Bulldog Bo in Memphis said, Matt, please create a Dr. Hank Flick soundboard app. Would that be possible? I'd pay 50 bucks to download it. That's a good question. I don't know. You know, and you could charge for it, and then maybe the proceeds would go to benefit his family or something like that. But, you know, I don't know if those things, if those sound clips exist or not. We'll get into some of the folks on Facebook, but I got thoughts on the weekend's results, and I want to tell you about them next. Stick around in the Farm Bureau studio. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right, back on the show, live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Farm Bureau insurance in the state of Mississippi. Hometown heroes in all 82 counties across the state. And we stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi. C Spire, customer inspired. You heard them talking about the all-new 5G. Isn't that cool? Well, they are equipped and ready to go at C Spire. I just can't wait. I thought 4G was fast. In fact, it's plenty fast. I can stream video to you on Facebook and Twitter anytime, anywhere that I, the C Spire connection 4G, it's fast enough. What is 5G? Well, we'll just have to try it out and find out, won't we? All right, back in the show. You can be a part of the show. If you're watching, those are the numbers. You've got uh, the text line wide open to you, 885-ESPN. That is a 601 number. Text me, 885-ESPN. Read on the text line says, what do you think the over-under is for Mike Leach going 500 this year? Well, I don't know. We have to take a closer look at everything coming back. Um. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be or who the competition is going to involve at this point. But you do have two major keys back, one on either side of the ball in Kylan Hill and in Errol Thompson. you got to find pass rushers. Uh, you're good on defensive front. You know, your defensive tackles were 
freshmen and young guys this year, they're all growing up. Good players. You know, Crumity and Lovett. You know, obviously there's some that you're replacing on the back end of your defense, but that's just kind of SEC football because you're, you're playing older players every year. Um, you know, over under 500, you know, what? I mean, if it's if 500 is the level, I would say that the expectation is the over. If you put it at that, pretty much every state fan is going to take the over. And now maybe that's just blind optimism, but I don't think so. I don't think so. And then Bulldog Blitz says, "Hey, buddy, how deflating was that inbound pass that was picked off by South Carolina?" Yeah, that was tough. That pretty much spelled it right there. You cannot have that turnover in that situation on an inbounds underneath your basket. You got to figure out a way to get it in. Yeah, look, you know, State really played well. The the key part of the game, they built that nine-point lead in the fourth quarter, and the key part was from there on going on about a four-minute scoreless stretch while South Carolina built their way back into the game. Um, you know, that was kind of the key. But they did, I think that's one of the, it's a loss, but it's one of those losses that for a very young Mississippi State team, relying on mostly young players out of Dan, outside of Danbury and uh, Bibby, you gain confidence in that. Even though it's a loss, they probably gain some confidence there. Divinity Equipment phone real quick. Michael in Starkville. What's up, Michael? What's going on, man? Yo. You tell me. <laughs> Matt, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna speak from the heart here, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm on I'm just that ball game last night, I and I now look, I'll be the first to tell you, I'll admit to you, I'm the most obnoxious Mississippi State fan there is. I'll admit it, I'll own it, because I know it. Now with that being said, when I say this, I know there's going to be a lot of callers listening to this. They're going to think, oh, he's just saying that because state lost and everybody wants to say that when their team doesn't win a game. Nope, that's not why I'm saying this at all. I got facts to back it up. And so when I'm watching, every time state and South Carolina play, I'm just, I'm just doing off of, I'm just going off of what my eyes see, Matt. And every time we're on offense, it certainly seems like our players are getting mugged every time we're going to get that to a point where, okay, they want they want the teams to be able to play if it was being the same way called on the other end. Mm-hmm. But when it's on the other side, if our players just so as much even blow on their face, it's a foul. And yet, Chloe Bibby on one of the on one of the uh, when she was going around the top of the circle. Dribbling the ball, granted, yes, she's not. She may not be the the maybe our main player that we would choose to to handle the ball duties. But I don't understand how she basically gets twisted upside down, thrown down, and they just let it be a clean steal. I mean, it, it just seems like to me. I mean, like I said, I'm just calling it like I see. Yeah, and if, if all these listeners want to say I'm obnoxious and I'm just saying it because I'm a state fan, so be it. But my eyes see what they see. And that commentating crew, I don't think it could have been almost any worse. It, you would have thought that those two ladies were graduates of the University of South Carolina. <laughs> and they have been. I'm just, uh, like I said, man, I'm, I know I'm throwing a bunch of darts here. and But, I mean, I, I'll say this. 
I did play basketball in high school, and I wasn't that great. I, I could shoot pretty well, and I was average on defense. But I know what – I know I could pretty much understand what the basketball rules are. I know what a charge is. I know what a block is. I know you can't be three seconds in the lane. If you get your feet set and you get run over, that is a charge, not a block. Well, but, yet, it certainly seems how – oh, go ahead. I would say if you're outside the circle – you know, they put the circle underneath yep. the basket. If you're outside the circle, your feet set, and you get run over, it's supposed to be a charge. Hey, and Michael, I appreciate your passion on the the deal. And here's the thing that I yeah. would – this is what I would say about it is, you know, I've kind of gotten to the point where, you know, announcers kind of uh, – what's the word? Um, sort of blending in with the home crowd. Yeah. So that's – I've kind of yeah. gotten to the point where I almost expect that. You know, um you're at South Carolina, they're the number one team in the country. They have eighteen thousand fans in there. I think that you know they have an eighteen thousand seat arena there. So the fact is, going into that atmosphere and into that game, before they even tip it off, Michael, maybe it's hedging. Maybe it's what they call emotional hedging on my part. But I'm, oh, yeah. but but going yeah. in, I'd already decided. Well, number one. The, the officiating will lean towards South Carolina because of the crowd and because of Dawn Staley and because they yeah. are South Carolina, and the announcers will too. So I mute the game and watch it, knowing yeah. you're not going to get the calls they get and you still have to figure out a way to win the game, and State almost did. And I could, I think that's yeah. the thing for me, Michael, is if we look at it through the eyes of a coach, if you try to look at that yeah. game through the eyes of Vic Schaefer, look, look at what he's looking at, is one, in yeah. spite of everything – Young team, you know, they state's got a lot of fours and fives. Well, South Carolina's got more. Um, yeah, they're going to get the calls. We know that going in, just in, in spite of all that, state had a nine point lead in the fourth quarter. And when you exactly. have I, when you have a nine point lead in the fourth quarter, it, he, the players, and the coach are not going to come away from it shaking their finger at the officials. You know what I'm saying? Because they're going to no, go, we no, had a chance to yeah. win it and just didn't close it out. Hey, hey, hey Matt, I know you got to get to more people. Okay? Yeah. I just want to add one closing point on that. I, now, this one's actually not blaming it on the officials. When I, I will say this. There was a point in that game, and I knew when this happened, I, just, I could just only imagine before I looked at Coach Schaefer on the sideline, if this happened when we were up nine, we actually get a stop on the other end with no foul being called against us, surprisingly. And then we're coming down the floor. And I think Danbury got the ball across court to Bibby, who was open for a shot. But you're up nine points with like six minutes, 30 seconds to go. You don't need to take a quick shot. You don't shot. need to we're take the clock. quick shot. Yeah, that's right. Yep. And well, I, I, here's what I would say, Michael. Look, it's a good call. And one thing we agree on fully is that <clears> – <throat> There was just a couple of key possessions where State could have done a better job, and if they had done a better job on just those one or two late, maybe they win the game. But I can promise you this, the next time State goes up there, it won't be any different. South Carolina will get calls. The announced crew, you're going to want to mute it, and I think we just have to know that going in. Appreciate the call, Michael. Thank you, you know, buddy. Have a good one. Yes, sir. Thank you. Listen to the radio. Turn on the radio. Get Neil going. Sync it up with the uh, broadcast. Speaking of Neil Price, he'll be on the show a little bit later. Coming up, still a ways to go today. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
Back on the show, live in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. I don't know what I'm going to do in hour number two. But here to finish out hour number one, I'm pouring the rest of my coffee out of my thermos from High Point Roasters in New Albany. HighPointRoasters.com, the best coffee. The best coffee this side of, I don't know, Memphis. <laughs> I just I can say that because it is fantastic. My man, Dan the Coffee Man, Dan Skinner, High Point Roasters in New Albany. If y'all are watching on the stream, he gave me this fancy mug that was hand-spun and thrown and made in Pontotoc. And uh, every morning at 4.30, I get up and I make coffee through the I grind up some of the uh, beans in the coffee grinder, boil the water, run it all through that French press, and that's what I have left in this cup right here. So it's about to be, I don't know about hour two, can't speak for that. Uh, Hail State voice Neil Price is going to be on, so he'll make the show good in hour two. But as for now, this is about to be a great segment of radio, complete with Matt slurping every now and then. And it's just, it's 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 what comes with, the territory on this show. That's a nice looking mug. I know I've said it before. Yeah, it's great. It's got it looks look. like it's made out of Mississippi mud. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll just we don't know the facts, and so we'll just assume that it is. <laughs> <clears throat> there you go. Uh, real quick, Caleb Pontotoc in your hand. That's right, piece of Pontotoc. That's Rogers' hometown. Um, Caleb in Greenwood texted the show, and he said there seems to be a misconception of Garrett Schrader's passing ability due to him having a uh, to run a lot out of necessity this past year. I think he's very capable to run Mike Leach's air raid. What do you think? Number one, does Garrett Schrader have the throwing ability to run Mike Leach's offense? Yes. Y'all look at me. Look at me. <laughs> this ain't a matter of does he have the ability, arm strength, accuracy, everything it takes to throw the ball in that offense. An emphatic yes, period, at the end of that. Don't let anybody even bring it up. Tell them I said it. You can end, don't waste your time in conversations with people who want to discuss whether or not Garrett Schrader can throw the ball well enough to run Mike Leach's offense. Tell them I said yes, period, and that you're not going to waste any more of your valuable time on this earth because I advise you not to. It ain't a matter of can he do it. It's a matter of will he do it. It's a matter of, is he doing it? It's all about what you know. All right, so what was he last year, a true freshman? Why are they going out maybe chasing a one-year transfer, potentially? They don't know yet, but they're thinking about it. Why? It might behoove him to get to develop a little bit. You know, like most quarterbacks do in college, develop just a little bit. It might behoove him to do that. It ain't a matter of ability. Listen to what I'm telling you. From a purely physical standpoint, they will not go out and bring it. I don't care if it's KJ Costello or somebody else. They will not go out and bring in a quarterback with better physical tools than Garrett Schrader. You hear what I said? So let's wrap that up. Thank you very much. All right. I want to bring something to your attention real quick. May I? Mother May I? Remember that? Here's a comment from Andrew on Facebook that'll lead me into this. 
Facebook stream, by the way, if you ever want to go watch it, is um, facebook.com slash Radio Wyatt. Andrew on Facebook says, I just got on here, but I don't know if you've talked about it already. What are your thoughts on Joe Burrow? His answer to the OBJ handed out cash saying, I'm no longer a student athlete, so I can say, yeah, it's real money. It doesn't show a lot of restraint or loyalty to LSU, in my opinion. Just wanted to know what you think. Enjoy listening to you, Matt. Thanks for doing this. That's from Andrew on Facebook. Well, I'm going to give you someone else's thoughts, but they kind of intertwine with mine a little bit here. You've probably heard me say this on this show. I've uttered this statement. The the thing is now, if you followed me or my radio career or anything, and you know, I'm not saying you do, but I'm saying if you have, you've heard me say this a lot. That phrase, the NCAA is a ghost we all believe in. The NCAA is a ghost we all believe in. Barry Trammell, writer for the Oklahoman. Now, obviously, he's covering Oklahoma. He's going to pander to the Oklahoma fans who are all buzzing about this right now. But he writes and published uh, yesterday a piece at the Oklahoman titled, NCAA Scandals Go Far Beyond Odell Beckham Jr. Paying Out Cash to LSU Players. Here are a few snippets from Barry Trammell's column. Heck, for all we know, OBJ paid some players whose first names didn't start with J. I suppose we ought to be pleased that Beckham didn't combine his postgame nonsense and try to bribe a peace officer. Paying players, assaulting security guards, it's all on a day's work for Baker Mayfield's tortured receiver. <laughs> okay, he's a good writer, that's the point. Now, He points out that initially the bills were you know, an LSU spokesman said, oh, it's fake money. And then he, the very next day, you know, well, sorry, it wasn't fake. Listen to what he says. It was a bad look for the NCAA and for LSU, but it should have been no cause for outrage. I mean, this is a university that still employs Will Wade as a basketball coach. Wade is a poster child for a college basket for college basketball corruption but there he is, still on the hardwood for the Tigers. He points out, according to reports, an FBI wiretap. Wade talking to an agent, discussing a recruit, making a strong <laughs> offer. The Fed's investigation of a scheme to funnel money to assistant coaches, players, families resulted in the arrest of 10 people in September 2017. Eventually, programs like Kansas, Arizona, and Louisville were caught up in it. But only the coach, the, the only coach who lost his job so far is Rick Patino, fired by Louisville because of a string of embarrassments over the years, not just the NCAA scandal. And the NCAA, he says, released only one notice of allegations to a blue blood, Kansas. They also went to Oklahoma State and North Carolina State and TCU. Now, here we're going to get to it now. The NCAA, which long has lamented its lack of subpoena power, 
was given the gift of an FBI investigation, complete with arrests, convictions, wiretap information, yet the NCAA barely responded to the scandal, which is now 28 months old. So we're left to conclude the obvious. The NCAA has lost its appetite for enforcement. The NCAA facing its own problems in court cases, health issues, from paying players for commercial use of their likeness. They have no stomach for war on another front. The NCAA doesn't have the willpower to launch its own investigations and see them through. Listen to this line. Barry Trammell, Oklahoman. Enforcement was never an NCAA strength, and now it's an NCAA weakness. LSU shows that, heck, as USA Today reported, LSU booster John Paul uh, Funes pled guilty last year to embezzling more than $800,000 from a hospital charitable foundation, including gift cards meant for cancer patients. What a nice guy, this guy. And the case showed that some of the money went to the father of LSU offensive lineman Vidal Alexander. And you, and this is a great point. This is a great point in the article. And you want the NCAA to come down on Odell Beckham Jr.? Don't chase the shoplifter when the bank is getting robbed. He finished it by saying, it's not to pick on LSU. Will Wade, obviously, is not the only rotten basketball coach in America. LSU is not the only school with out-of-control boosters who've lost not just their moral compass, but their soul. It's just that when a spotlight addict like Odell Beckham Jr. gets a field pass, his team wins and the $100 bills fly like confetti. Don't point fingers at OBJ. He's just the goofy product of a system that's corrupt. That's from Barry Trammell of the Oklahoman. Anything to disagree with there? I would tell you that there's nothing to disagree with in that article. All right, hour two coming up. We're going to talk basketball. State coming off a big win over the weekend. Hail State voice, Neil Price, up first in hour two in the Farm Bureau studio. See you then. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.